I'll be your one.
for others Waiting on our chance To add one more page unto the victory dance Here am I, Lord, send me Send me Victory lies in the spirit of the lives of the men who died for me the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. This is Michael Browder, Marine Corps veteran, actor, and Gallant Few board member. You are listening to the New American Veteran on Bets on Media. Now here's Carl Monger. Michael Broderick, Marine Corps veteran, thank you for that introduction. Uh, good afternoon. Today is February the 3rd, 2015, and welcome to Gallant Few's The New American Veteran. TNAV is a broadcast of Gallant Few, Inc., a 501c3 nonprofit. Our mission is to prevent veteran isolation by connecting new veterans with hometown veteran mentors, thereby facilitating a peaceful, successful transition from military service to a civilian life filled with hope and purpose. Our goal is to connect every new veteran with a hometown veteran mentor, and we do this by creating and supporting a nationwide network of successfully transitioned veterans that engage locally with new veterans that have the same military background now going through their own transition. We believe this will prevent veteran unemployment, homelessness, and suicide. This past week has been, uh, actually, ever since the beginning of the year, it's been absolutely crazy, and I apologize that we haven't been able to do a weekly broadcast here, but... Between the holidays and then SHOT Show and a number of other things, we had one of the guests that we had scheduled uh, last week got snowed in from the blizzard, got called into work. So we weren't able to broadcast last week because I didn't have a backup plan. But uh, real happy today to be bringing on Larry Moores, who is a 3rd Battalion Ranger veteran, and uh, he fought in the Battle of Mogadishu, Black Hawk Down, as a platoon leader, and had a, a subsequent successful career in special operations. And uh, he's going to talk to us about the Gary Gordon Medal of Honor Memorial Project that's going on. Before I bring him on, I'm going to dial him in here in a few minutes. I want to talk real briefly about some of the things that have happened since the beginning of the month. Uh, First thing is SHOT Show. Mike Schlitz and I go out to SHOT Show each year for a couple of reasons. Number one is we want to connect with veterans that we know are going to be at SHOT Show. And that mission was accomplished, and we can scratch that one off the book until next year anyway. The uh, the first night that I got there, that Tuesday night, was the very first black and tan get-together. And we've been working on uh, having some sort of a ranger get-together for a couple of years, and we've never had more than maybe a dozen that showed up to dinner. This time, however, Candace Bryant and Scott Billingsley, Scott's a ranger veteran, uh, got together and did some great planning in advance. Gallant Few became the initial first sponsor for the event, and there must have been 75 or 100 Rangers that showed up. Fantastic event. One of the highlights was seeing one of the very first squad leaders in 2nd Ranger Battalion from 1974. He was the first squad leader for that squad, and he connected and talked to a Ranger veteran who four or five years ago held the same job. Now, you want to talk about getting chills. You want to talk about having uh, an instantaneous across-generations connection. I mean, you got one, one ranger that could very well be the father 
for the other ranger, but they both held the same job. And it was, it was just an awesome thing to see the two of them standing there and talking. And, um, when, when you boil down in a nutshell, what Gallant Few tries to do, we want to make sure that those kind of connections, those cross-generational, same unit, same MOS, same everything as much as possible are made same hometown so that that veteran that's going through that transition has somebody that they can talk to that they trust, that they respect, and that they know will have their back if something needs to be done to help them out, whether it's a uh, phone call at midnight to talk about something that is really weighing on you or whether it's needing uh, introduction for a potential job or any of a number of other things. But what I'm seeing with Ranger veterans, what I'm seeing with all veterans, is a pattern that after a number of years out of active duty, they look back and they see their service in the military as being the best, most fulfilling, most important thing that they have ever done. And while it certainly needs to be a highlight of your life, it doesn't need to be the most important thing that you've ever done. Moving and accelerating into transition so that what you do in your civilian life becomes the next most important thing that you've ever done is absolutely critical for that veteran to stay sane, for that veteran to stay productive, for that veteran to have a happy and fulfilling life. We talk about wanting veterans to have a life filled with purpose and hope. One of the greatest crimes that we can do to a veteran who has been injured on active duty, whether they were wounded in action, injured in training, or whatever else could have happened to them, is to pay them 100% disability rating and tell them to stay home, be on the sofa, we'll call you when it's time for a doctor's appointment. That is the absolute worst. That is a criminal, it is a travesty that we do that to veterans, especially when those veterans, they could do anything for a community. They could do anything for a VA hospital. They could answer telephones. They could help greet people at the door. They, they're To give them something and say, you know what, you're broken now. Your life is over. So here, we'll give you some money. Just shut up and go away. That effectively ends their life. And that's not acceptable. We want to make sure that every veteran, every veteran, no matter what level of injury they have, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, we want to make sure that we can put the things in place that will provide as much healing as possible so that they can move forward with a life filled with purpose and hope. I could talk about this for a long time. My guest uh, is going to be waiting for me to call here in just a minute. But I want to say in a nutshell, if you can look in the mirror, look at yourself in the eyes and say, I have worked as hard to be a success in my civilian career as I worked at getting whatever job it was in the military, whether you became a, a, a technician of a highly technical skill in the military or whether you became a special operations soldier. If you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I have worked just as hard to become what I am today as I did when I was in the military, you're going to be successful. But I, I tell you, there's a lot of veterans that do not think they need to work hard anymore since they left the military. They, they think that was the last hard thing that they needed to do. And uh, I don't borrow very much from Navy SEALs, but I love their quote that says, the only easy day was yesterday. And that is true, whether it's in training, whether it's in combat, or whether it's in civilian life. You always want to challenge yourself. You always want to move forward. And to do otherwise is to become stuck in the mud and die a slow death. And that's not acceptable. So there are four major things that I want to talk about. Actually, there's more than that, but I want to highlight four major programs that Gallant Few is doing that are making a difference right now here today. The first one is the Raider Project. At SHOT Show last year in 2014, I got introduced to, through a mutual connection, 
Nick Kumlatsos, who is a Marine Special Operations or Raider veteran. Uh, and he had left active duty and he was starting his own business and very personable guy, very likable guy, magnetic personality, kind of going to rule the world someday kind of guy. Talked to him about the concept for the Raider Project and he jumped on it. And the Raider Project has taken off with rocket fuel. There are Marine Corps veterans from all eras, from yesterday all the way back to 40 years ago, that are joining the Raider Project. And they're doing that with the sole focus of networking so that Marine veterans take care of Marine veterans. It's a phenomenal job that Nick is doing. RaiderProject.org. Go check that out and see what he's doing. And and volunteer, donate, or, or participate if you can. The second project, the second program, is the Darby Project. And when we started Gallant Few five years ago, the Darby Project was all that Gallant Few was. It was a focus to help U.S. Army Ranger veterans transition off active duty. That program is alive and well, and it is moving forward into the next phase. And hopefully by next week when I do this broadcast again, I'll be able to give you an update on some really exciting developments that are going on with the Darby Project that are going to, uh, i got to tell you, Rangers are used to leading the way, and Nick and the Raider Project are right now giving us a run for the money. So we want to make sure we take a commanding lead back over, and we got some things working to make that happen. The third thing is the Descendants of Sparta, DescendantsofSparta.com. Uh, the Spartan Pledge is there. Boone Cutler talks about the importance of reaching out to a battle buddy, ranger buddy, swim buddy, whatever you call it in your branch of the service, to reach out to somebody that you deployed with, that you love and respect, and let them know how loved and respected they are. They're going to do the same thing back to you. And you're going to promise them that before you ever commit suicide, you're going to call them up uh, and you're going you're to talk to them. And you're also going to make it your mission to help your warfighter family. That means all the other veterans that are out there, whether it maybe it's locally within your block or your community, or maybe it's down at the local veterans administration or whatever is locally in your area. But you're going to make it your mission to find a way to help those other veterans. The Spartan Pledge is incredibly important. It's saving lives right and left. We've got some Spartan Pledge coins that are coming out soon. So watch this space, and I'll give you uh, more details as that happens. The fourth one, and that's something that just started here day before yesterday, and that's Run, Ranger, Run. Run, Ranger, Run is our signature event. It is our annual awareness event, and it has a nice benefit on the side for us that it also raises money. I do not believe in asking anybody to donate to Gallifew unless they believe in what Gallifew does. And what Gallifew does in terms of helping veterans connect and making sure that each one of them has a life filled with purpose and hope. The way that we do it is different than the way that anybody else does it. And the results that we're getting are, I mean, they're just common sense, but they absolutely work. And uh, Run Ranger Run allows us to talk about the main issues that are affecting veterans today, veteran unemployment, veteran homelessness, veteran suicide. Uh, and it talks about what Gallifu does to counter those things. RunRangerRun.com. It's a way to honor the original Run Ranger Run, which was Corey Smith, who three years ago ran, walked, and biked 565 miles all by himself. And uh, today we're asking people to replicate that feat, only do it in teams of 10. So 10 Corys out there trying to make 565 miles as one combined group. And there are some really exciting things that are coming out of that. I'm going to talk more about that later, but uh, I'm going to fumble my way over right now and see if I can get Larry Moores on the phone here. So hang on just a second. Let's call him up.
Hello, Larry, are you there? Hey, we may get his voicemail, huh? Hello? Hello, Larry, Carl Monger, the New American veteran. How are you? Good. How are you, Carl? I'm doing well. You are live on a YouTube broadcast right at this very second. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad you could uh, make some space. Uh, I know you guys are busy out there. Hey, you know, I've been eagerly looking forward to bringing you on the show here for a couple of months. And uh, I got to tell the audience out here, anybody that listens to this, I'm going to see if I can pop a picture of you up here. I I scarfed one off of your uh, Facebook page earlier. It's you all outfitted in a parachute rig. So let me pop this up on the screen because uh, real quick before I let you talk about what you want to talk about, I want to talk about Larry Morris, this gentleman here on the right as you're looking at the screen. And Larry is a 3rd Ranger Battalion combat veteran. He was a platoon leader in the Battle of Mogadishu or Black Hawk Down, as a lot of people know it. And I've come to know Larry over the last couple of years through a number of veteran events that we've gone to. And I have found, and I didn't know Larry, we may have bumped into each other because we were about the same age when I was at first bat, you were at third bat, only I got out right before Somalia happened. But um, you are somebody that I hold the highest level of respect for, both for your service, what you've accomplished post-service, and the the things that you continue to do to reach out as a mission to help your veteran and your warfighter family. So for that, you have my undying thanks. I appreciate that, Carl. And uh, thanks for what you do for the vets also. Uh, um, again, we owe so much to these kids that are fighting today and I think are so much better than what we were back then. Uh, so, you know, the efforts that we put forth are definitely for a great cause. Isn't that the truth? You know, you think about... Uh, what we had, what we worked with, the the uh, equipment, the budgets, the the training, and then you take that and you compare it to what they have today, and you know the raw material is the same, but holy cow, they get that could take us down a whole different line of conversation. We might have to explore that one at a future time. But uh, what what are you I doing? Agree. What um, just real quick to bring anybody that might not know you that watches this, bring us up to speed on. How did your transition go? Did you have a fairly smooth transition? Was it rocky? You don't need to go into a lot of detail, but uh, maybe what was the most important thing you learned that might help somebody else following in your footsteps? Um, I think the transition went fairly well. Again, I, I created my transition, so I'm fairly proud of it. <laughs> I guess like we all are, but uh, I, have to. I, I, I feel pretty good. My, my wife is still active duty military, so... I move around some based on those PCS moves uh, with her uh, still serving. So that's, again, not being able to stay located in one place. It's sort of like uh, you're the military spouse hiring. Uh, so I've, uh, I've worked through that. Uh, I, I really enjoy the work I do now with the nonprofit supporting the special community and, uh, and really like to concentrate on that, that more than anything. Uh, obviously, we have... We have children to feed, and, and my son uh, is a senior in high school this year and is on a delayed entry contract to, to go to the Ranger Regiment. But so that's the, a uh, family uh, of service right there. The next generation of them, uh, excited for him. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, my brother just retired as a colonel. My uh, my wife is an active duty colonel, and my brother's wife is still active duty, so... We've got lots of years in and uh, continuing to build on that with the next group of kids. 
That's awesome. The wife of, a, of the life, excuse me, of a military spouse isn't necessarily the easiest one either. Um, it's it's kind of funny. My wife now she works in the uh, civilian corporation. She's she works for Textron, and she just took a transfer to a company that's going to have her working in Germany almost half of the year. So to to go from a position of being the one that gets to deploy and go travel around, do stuff, to being the one that stays home and watches somebody else do that. Uh, it hasn't been a super hard adjustment, but it's it's an adjustment. Yeah, it, definitely. And, and that, you know, I talked to some folks here in D.C. about that, too, because, you know, when you're the one deploying and traveling all over, and then uh, my wife uh, did a long deployment to Iraq a couple of years ago, and uh, and I was the one that was home with the girls. So it's a, it, it's a different dynamic, uh, but still, you know, uh, great responsibility and I understand my role now uh, with her still in uniform, and, and everybody took care of me while I was doing it. So um, I have no problems with that. And uh, I think the, the kids really enjoy the time just straight with dad also. You know, so there's a lot of dads who, who leave in this time, and I was able to catch up on some of that. That's awesome, because there's not a lot of people that can say that. Um, so tell me about the, the Gary Gordon Medal of Honor Memorial. What, what's going on with that? What do people need to know? And while you're talking, I'm going to throw up a slideshow here that shows some images of Gary and the military and some other things here. Sure. Awesome. Thanks, Carl. Um, the, the Gary Gordon Memorial is something that came about. One, uh, there, there is not a, a memorial for the task force, the, the Black Hawk Down mission, the task force ranger, uh, per se, uh, anywhere. There is not one uh, anywhere. So, is that, I didn't know that. Wow. So um, there's a few people that have got together. The, the committee uh, involves um, uh, Gary Gordon's sister, uh, Mark Deanna. The Special Forces Charitable Trust is involved to do some of the fundraising. Uh, myself, uh, and I have a couple reasons for getting involved with it, Paul. Uh, obviously, I was a, a, on the mission with Gary when he was killed in Mogadishu. Uh, but my family's also from Lincoln, Maine, where the memorial is going to be built. Uh, so there's some a family connection. Uh, my father grew up in Lincoln. My brother was born there, uh, and then my dad joined the service. So I was born in Oklahoma when he was stationed out there. Um, my father and one of his best friends from school ended up moving to Connecticut, a little roundabout here. Uh, but I grew up with uh, Carmen Drake, uh, who later became Carmen Gordon. Uh, so the next generation... Um, you know, Carmen and I went to school together in Connecticut. My dad and Carmen's father, who was Gary's father-in-law, uh, all from Lincoln, Maine, uh, where this memorial is going to be built. So we have some family ties there, some folks that will be fun to see when we go back up there. Uh, but it's it's great to be involved with this and, and helping out. Uh, like I said earlier, there there isn't a, a larger monument uh, for the mission itself anywhere at the, the unit memorials or at Fort Bragg. Uh, so this one uh, will be fairly uh, fairly big in size, uh, and it'll not only honor Gary, but also have uh, names of all, all the uh, mission participants who were killed on the 3rd and 4th of October. So this will encompass the entire task force. And that request was from Gary Gordon's mom. Uh, she did not want it to be just about Gary and, 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 and a monument there just for him. She thought that if he was there and fought with the team, and he would want it to include everybody that was there. Now, that's amazing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Gary? Uh, 
describe what kind of guy he was. And I think everybody has seen the movie Black Hawk Down. So you see the scene where um, he and Shugart come off the helicopter and, and fight to their last oh. breath. But can you, can you talk a little bit about the kind of man that he was? Uh, yes, I can. Um, and again, a lot of the um, a lot of the senior NCOs that were with the unit at that time were were always the people that we looked up to you know, as as young rangers or or young ranger officers. Uh, they were um, always the, the the consummate quiet professional, uh, the great trainers. Whenever they took us to a range, you always listened because you knew they were telling you something that mattered. Uh, so you know Gary uh, and his partners who always went out to the ranges and, you know, spent the time with the, with the rangers and the other folks. Um, you know, they were that. Sorry, Carl. No, that's quite all right. Hello. My, uh, my very first broadcast that I did, I had, I forgot to mute my, uh, home phone line. And while I'm broadcasting, I'm talking on the phone. My phone starts ringing. And without realizing that I have headphones on, I slide back across my desk to, at this time, it wasn't a video, it was only audio, to mute the phone that was ringing. And I yanked the headphones off, about choked myself. I mean, it was pretty darn funny. It's a good thing that it wasn't on video. But uh, so I understand exactly how that goes. So, again, my phone hardly ever rings. Uh, so <laughs> it, was, uh, it was destined to. Um, and, and again, you know, these, these, these senior NCOs that we spent, you know, these months with in, in a hangar down there on the airfield in Mogadishu were, uh, were, were great mentors to us. Uh, so whether it was Gary or, uh, you know, any of the, the team there, you know, it was, uh, it was always good to spend um, any amount of time with them and, uh, and, and learn and, and figure out, hey, you know, let, let's see if we can do this later in our careers. You know, I know the young Ranger NCOs always looked up to the you know, the Delta NCOs uh, say, you know, that's, that's somewhere I'd like to be someday. And Gary was no exception. So the, uh, this memorial that's coming together in Maine, are there events that are going to happen or how are they raising money for it? How can people participate and help make this happen? Well, that, that's a great question. Uh, you know, one of the things we're looking for is some business partners to help, but there are going to be some events. Uh, they're going to do, uh, an annual event up in Lincoln, Maine, uh, again, to keep the community involved and to keep some funds there for the maintenance of the, the park where the monument is going to be. Uh, there's some other teams that have uh, have stepped up and said that they are interested in helping the uh, Operation Hawkeye folks. Uh, Go Ruck is another SF organization who has said, hey, they want to do an event. Uh, so this is all on the uh, Facebook site on the, the Gary Gordon Medal of Honor Memorial link. Uh, so if you go to that site, it's all there and takes you to the actual website that has um, donation options there. Uh, and again, this is continuing to grow. Um, we are waiting right now for uh, a concept sketch from the artist on how the park will look. So once we get that, we'll make sure that's posted and get more visibility uh, for uh, potential partners and people who are interested in helping. I'll put those links, the donate links, the Facebook page, I'll put those out on all of the material that I publish with this interview. And as you get photographs or plans or anything that we can use to update it, Larry, shoot them over to me and I'll go back in and I'll update this post so that we can keep people apprised of what's going on. And hopefully 
get some more interest and some funding to help pull this thing off. Awesome. I appreciate that, Carl. And and again, that, you know, we think it's a a great memorial project for you know great brothers that we fought with. Uh, the, the mission continues to get visibility because I think every time you turn around, uh, there's something about um, you know the, the Mogadishu mission being compared to what they're doing today and how we learn from those missions. So obviously, the book and the movie you know, maintain the visibility for years uh, after that mission. Uh, but again, we're just trying to make sure that Gary's contributions uh, and the you know, the entire team of uh, the Task Force Ranger effort uh, are not forgotten. You know, it's almost like that that event and the units that fought there are. I'm trying to think of the exact right term, but it's almost the, like the link in the chain from old way of fighting old army to the new army. And I know that from personal experience and people that I have met that soldiers that fought in that battle stayed in the military and have accomplished some pretty amazing things. And there are names that you're just never going to hear because of the things that they do. And then there are other ones uh, that you hear about that are country Western singers and, you know, doing all kinds of cool things. So um, Kenny Thomas, I, I use his song, Send Me, at the beginning of every one of the broadcasts that Gallant Few does. And, uh, you know, it's it's... I don't want to say I, I sound like a a, a fanboy here or something, you know, talking about about you guys. But I have such great respect and not only what you did in the battle, but also the things that you all have accomplished since then. So for that, appreciate that, Carl. And, and, and again, we we thank you for uh, offering to publish some more of this information. We like that it's getting out, getting more visibility. Um, again, there's a lot of like you mentioned, there's a lot of teammates out there, so we're we're reaching out and talking to folks. Uh, one who are on the mission, but are who are also, you know, connected to other organizations who may want to help. You know, so again, it's in Lincoln, Maine, so it's a ways from some folks. But we also think that being in Lincoln and being there where Gary's from uh, adds a lot of credibility to it too. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, if you're going to travel to the Great Northeast and and, and go to Maine one day, uh, you can put that on your list of uh, special ops memorials to go visit. It's uh, not far from the base of uh, Mount Katahdin, which is the 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 end or the beginning, whichever way you're going, of the Appalachian Trail. You're walking that entire trail, uh, so it's a beautiful area up there. And uh, and this will be another uh, reason to visit and and this dedication to our special ops brothers. Well, Larry, awesome. Thank you for what you're doing. Anything else that everybody needs to know about? No, I think it's uh, that's it for today, Carl. Again, I appreciate you. Uh, having me on today and uh, I'll, I'll push you some more information so we can continue to get some visibility on this Gary Gordon Memorial. Larry, thank you. appreciate you being on the show today. All right. Thanks, Carl. Have All a good right. week. Thank you. Take care. All right. That was Larry Morris, um, former platoon leader, third Ranger battalion, the battle of Mogadishu, Black Hawk down, uh, talking about the Gary Gordon medal of honor uh, Memorial that's going up in Maine. That's a great project. I'm going to shift gears here just a little bit. I talked earlier about uh, Run, Ranger, Run, and I want to show you a couple of clips here. Um, yeah, let's see. Actually, there's two things. I'm going to play a public service announcement, um, station ID, and then you're going to see a little bit about Run, Ranger, Run. This is our First Class Retired Mike Schlitz. Thank you for listening to Gallant Fuse, the new American veteran on Vets on Media.
you a lot in the service. They teach you how to stand straight and fire your rifle. They teach you respect and survival. They teach you how to take a life and how to give your own. What they don't teach you is what happens when you come home. There are over two million people in the U.S. Armed Forces. For some, coming home is the hardest part. As a veteran, you are not alone. Reach out, call a battle buddy, and take the Spartan Pledge today. For more information, visit us on the web at descendantsofsparta.com. Vets on Media and Gallant Few announce Run Ranger Run, a nationwide event to raise awareness of veteran issues. Teams of up to 10 individuals pledge to walk, run, or bike a combined total of 565 miles in the month of February, raising awareness for veteran transition issues and funds for Gallant Few. Visit our website, runrangerrun.com, to learn how to join the movement. So why not help some vets, have some fun, and start getting in shape for spring? Teams are forming all over the country. Are you ready to form yours? To learn more, visit runrangerrun.com. Run Ranger Run is, is pretty simple. A ranger, Corey Smith, was about to get out of the army. And so he decided he was going to run from Fort Benning, Georgia, all the way home to Indianapolis, approximately 565 miles, and he was going to do it in 28 days. Well, Corey, why are you going to run home? And he said, because I want to illustrate the difficult journey that a soldier has becoming a veteran. We realize not everybody is the athlete that Corey Smith was when he did the 565 miles, but we realize you can do it as a team and make it an event. Corey did 565 miles all by himself, and he ran, and he walked, and he biked. So we want 10 people to do 565 miles combined total, running, walking, biking, anything that you can do that you can count distance on. You could have a grandmother walking on a treadmill in the YMCA. You could have a soldier walking patrol in Afghanistan. You could have a kid walking or riding a bike to school. And all of those miles can contribute to that one team total. Run Ranger Run is the most important single event that Gallant Few does. It has a mission of awareness. Gallant Few's mission is to overcome the isolation that veterans may face as they leave active duty. Gallant Few understands that when veterans transition off active duty, that it is an overnight change. Our goal was to set up mentors to welcome that veteran home, both professionally and socially. And we found that if we take veterans who've already been through that process, successfully transitioned, and mentored them up with these new veterans coming off, that it's a perfect match. If I can have 100,000 veterans across the country that are just standing by waiting to mentor a veteran his, he or she leaves active duty, then when that veteran returns to that hometown, they're going to be welcomed, accepted, integrated. They're gonna find jobs, they're gonna have doors open, they're, the network will be there. And a lot of the issues that we see veterans go through as they transition are gonna go away. People can get involved with Run Ranger Run by visiting gallantview.org and going under events and looking for Run Ranger Run and all the information on 
how to get signed up, how to raise awareness, to build teams or become part of a team. It's all right there at your fingertips. It's a cool event, it's a fun event, and it's an easy one to participate in. CareCoalitionTeamRoom.net, uh, it's an important service that is provided by uh, U.S. SOCOM's Care Coalition, and it is available for any, any active duty or veteran that has been injured or wounded on active duty. And it also, they have an area in there for caregivers, uh, spouses. So if you want to check that out, CareCoalitionTeamRoom.net, or if you Google Care Coalition and Team Room, you're going to find this site and there's a way that you can log in and once you get in there there's access to a number of videos they're very very professionally done and they um, they are specifically geared towards the population wounded injured and the the folks that provide care for them one other thing i wanted to say again real quick i want to give a a shout out to battle mug i i hardly ever win anything uh except when I got married, I felt like I won the lottery. Maybe that's why I don't hardly win anything else because I, I already did. But uh, I bought a ticket to support this foundation that the, the Battle Mug folks were helping out at SHOT Show. And once you know it, they pulled my ticket. Well, Battle Mug is also a sponsor of Gallant Few and Run Ranger Run. And this is what Battle Mug is. This is a mug that is made out of, uh, I don't know if I can illustrate this really well or not, but it's made out of metal. It's made out of gunmetal, and, and it even comes with, uh, they, they send you a, a little thing of weapons oil lubricant to, to clean it with, but it, it's a mug. You can drink coffee, beer, whiskey, whatever you want to drink out of it, and they have a number of them. They have some that uh, the traditional or, or original battle mug, it, it looks like it, it's got a carrying handle for an M4, and it's got all the attachment railing system on it, so if you want to hang anything else on your battle mug you can do so. Uh, one other organization that I want to give a real quick shout out to, and that is uh, Celtic Shield. And Celtic Shield, owned by a ranger, this little guy right here, you can put your credit cards in and it will prevent them from being being stolen. The, the RFID reader that some friendly guy has in the car next to you It'll prevent him from being able to read the RFID tags that are embedded in a lot of our credit cards. It also has a, a little place on the front here that you can put your, your coin. So if you want to make sure you keep your battalion coin in there, then it doesn't look like you have a condom in your wallet. And you've got that in this guy here. And see, it's kind of spring-loaded. So you open it like this, and it you slip your credit cards in there, and then it holds it nice and tight and secure. So Celtic Shield... They're also uh, a Gallant Few and a Run Ranger Run sponsor. So check them out. And I'll have a link up uh, on our website before too long so you can find out more information about both of these great organizations. I didn't have a whole lot else planned for the show today. So I, I thought it was important that we get Larry Moore on the show to talk about the Gary Gordon Project. And I almost, I almost ended up having to go to a backup plan today because I went to the eye doctor this morning and he super dilated my eyes. I almost wore sunglasses for this broadcast, but I didn't want anybody to think I was impersonating Ray Charles or anything because I sure can't play the piano, but uh, everything worked out. So thank you for joining Gallant Fuse, the new American veteran today. Uh, I've got a couple of things that I'm going to play here to close out. 
Let me get myself organized so that I can get over here and do this. If uh, you're interested in coming on the show, you can go to gallantview.org. At the top right corner, you're going to find my mobile phone number and a way to send me an email. And, uh, and my mobile phone number, for that matter, is 817-600-0514. If you're a veteran and you're in distress or you know a veteran that is in distress, call my mobile phone number. And we'll work on finding the resources and providing the direct action to get this, uh, this veteran taken care of. There are, gosh, there's so many other things that I could mention. Uh, I want to say thank you to Team Rubicon. They put on a, an anti-suicide training event here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I got to go to that for a weekend. Fantastic stuff. And I got to learn a lot about suicide and ways to prevent it, how to identify if somebody is very seriously contemplating suicide, and then ways that you can talk to them to try to get them to stay alive until you can get help. Um, it, it, very valuable work that Team Rubicon is doing. And um, this this last week, we had a veteran that somebody referred to us, found us on the website, and uh, Marine Corps veteran, combat tourist with two different Marine Corps battalions, became a law enforcement officer after active duty, and had some things happen, not his fault, that resulted in financial difficulties, it resulted in a rift uh, family-wise, and it resulted in him living in his car. And in trying to get him to the VA to get him some assistance there, it, it was a fill-out paperwork and wait 10 to 14 days to find out if we've got a place for you. And that's not acceptable because we got to find a place for this person tonight. So that's the kind of stuff that we get, Gallant Few gets all the time. And we put our network into action and, and we find a way to put an immediate safe cure. Cure is not the right term. We want to surround that situation with a safe environment immediately. And then we want to work long term on how to resolve that. It doesn't mean handing out money. It does not mean... Uh, making somebody do something that they're not comfortable with doing. What it does mean, in some cases, it is doing something they're not comfortable with because in some cases you have to change your lifestyle and you have to change the way that you think about some things. But the Gallifrey Veteran Network is here to help you process through that. Again, if you know of a veteran that needs some help transition, and, and to me it doesn't matter if your transition starts tomorrow or if you've been going through your transition for the last 20 years or more, um, there's somebody out there that has some experience that will help you out, and we'll work on getting you connected to them. Again, thanks for joining Gallifuse, the New American Veteran, and uh, God bless, and I hope you all have a great week. This is Aaron Childress with Chili Off the Grid, Dish Network, Channel 266, Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Central, and you're listening to the New American Veteran on Vets on Media. What do you stand to lose? when you make the choice to drink and drive. Your career, the people that you love the most, your ability to walk, your ability to use your hands. The list goes on and on. What do you stand to gain when you make the choice to not drink and drive? You stand to gain everything. I made the choice to drink and drive, and that's some of the things I lost. Learn from my mistakes, 
make the right choice. Don't drink and drive. Rangers lead the way. That message from Ranger Chris Bemis, who's Gallant Fuse TNAP producer. Thank you for listening to Gallant Fuse, the New American Veteran. Special thanks to Michael Broderick, Tim Abel, and Madison Rising for permission to use their audio recordings on this broadcast. That rendition of TAPS is a public domain recording created by a soldier or employee of the United States government and as such is not subject to copyright protection. This has been a production of Gallant Fuse, the New American Veteran, a proud member of the Vets on Media Global Network, all rights reserved. Learn more about Gallant Fuse at www.gallantfuse.org.